0: Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Man of Minutes. I am your host, Daniel Earl, and yeah, we've got a title today, Infected? <laughs> Learning to Deal with Depression. Now, let me say from the outset that I am not a medical practitioner. These are more along the lines of home remedies and not designed at all to deal with any type of chemical imbalance or clinical type depression, but um, just some things to help us out with, which kind of brings us to our first point, which is really recognition. Um, Can we even recognize depression? Sometimes I think um, at least for me, and depression is something I I have battled with in my life many times over. As a matter of fact, I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today and they were asking about depression and (laughs) It kind of dawned on me that it has been a while, and by that I mean probably several years since I dealt with any real heavy depression, and so the person asked, uh, do you think that's because of prayer, or because God just lifted that from you, or because you learned a new life skill that you could apply? and and I think it's all those things. I, I think a lot of times we we look at something that's multifaceted and we try to attribute it to a single facet. And I, I don't know why. It seems particularly amongst humans we, we like to do that. Um, you know, you, oh, you're suddenly healthier. Are you eating better? Are you exercising? Uh, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing both those things. You know, I'm I'm studying. I'm learning new health techniques. I'm applying those in my diet and applying those um, in, in my exercise regimen. It's all those things. And, and I don't think that you can have the success that you're going to need without each and every one of those things. But recognition is an important part of it. I think it's easy for us to get stuck. And sometimes we can be creating a very negative effect in our overall environment just with depression being present. Now, I want to start with the recognition thing. Some people right up front are going to be okay with self-diagnosis. Other people, especially a lot of guys I know, have a a tendency to not want to recognize. (laughs) Come on, guys. Uh, not want to recognize when we when we have a problem or there's something going on on the inside but internally you kind of know you kind of know that something's going on there and you may not have a full recognition of what that is doing to the people who are around you in your life or you may and yet at the same time you know you're like oh' I'm a, I'm a man I'll I'll deal with it so um Recognition, we have to start there. And I want to start there, and and I want to separate recognition on two platforms. One is the factors. We need to recognize the factors of depression. But I do not want to create condition B, which is a fixation on depression. (laughs) Very important, in my opinion, to separate those two. Depression can be a significant factor in itself, and there can be factors that contribute to it, and one of those factors can be fixation. So in dealing with this, awareness and and implementation of some key things to help you out with that is important, but you do not want to fixate. What I mean by that is, don't be like, oh my goodness, I've got the depression. You know, boy, it's all over now. (laughs) You know, I have to be sad about everything everything because I have depression and we're going to get to a little bit of that. Is depression linked only to happiness? Well, and that's an interesting thing because it has been said that our happiness is based on our happenings and that can really, really mess with things, especially if we don't have a well-grounded worldview or A good understanding of our own personal identity, of our own personal value. And a lot of times, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but let's just say that a good understanding of our core personal worth is going to go a long way. But a lot of times the happiness of our lives is simply dictated by what's going on around us. A feeling is a feeling until it isn't. Now, let me let me pour into that a little bit more. It's kind of like Indiana weather. If you don't like snow, just stick around. It'll change. You don't like rain? You don't like the heat? Whatever it is, um, Indiana has a climate that, that will go from one extreme to the other. And sometimes just the recognition that your feelings are going to change. So let's avoid making permanent decisions based on temporal feelings. Sometimes the best thing that you can do with certain feelings, feelings that are going to drive you towards depression, and that's the whole thing, it, it pushes you towards that. Uh, Sometimes the best thing that you can do is distance yourself. Give yourself some time. Cut yourself some slack for crying out loud. Um, And we can be good at that, right? Can't we? We can be really good at um, forcing feelings upon ourselves. And I want you to think about that. Are there times when you force feelings upon upon yourself? Because... Um I've noticed that I did that. My problem was that I had very poor motivators. In my life I had often been motivated most by feelings of guilt or insufficiency. You know, um come on man, you got to do this thing. You don't want to feel bad later or oh man, I know I've got I've got to pick it up in this area because I'm really kind of lousy over there in that. And, you know, boy, when I really self-evaluate, I can see how I listen. um, If you recognize that as being a part of your personality, let me help you. okay? see, because one of the things about me is uh, I love working with horses. That's that's just one of my passions in life, which, by the way, (laughs) <laughs> is a great cure for depression sometimes, um, and maybe cure is not a great treatment. I should say a great treatment for depression for me. Um, I think it was Ronald Reagan who was attributed with saying, "There's something about the outside of a horse that's good for the inside of a man." I have found that to be 100 reliable statement in my life. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know, sometimes finding a good treatment is a good thing. Okay, um, and so it it's said in horsemanship that horses don't respond to the application of pressure, but to the release. Now, that's that's kind of something that, that we use to, to help people understand the use of pressure. The truth is it's both, it is both. Um, but I want you to think about in your particular life, what do you need to use as a motive? Or what motivates you? Oh, I'm so fat and disgusting. Therefore, I need to lose weight. Do you see how that thought pattern is a negative motivator? And so sometimes we may recognize, and I know this is like like deep in your head stuff, okay? Deep in your sub-psyche kind of things. I realize that something in my life needs to change therefore i need to make myself feel bad or feel negatively about that and that's a factor and then it turns into a fixation and then it turns into you know i'm lousy at everything my finances are lousy i i'm not good at that my health is lousy i'm not good at that and because we have never learned to use better motives so how do I learn to motivate a horse or an animal? Now, I think about this in terms of horsemanship, right? So I can spur a horse. Yeah, I mean, that that tends to create a, a sense of motivation in him. <laughs> um, I can also urge him on. And sometimes I can give him his head, and sometimes I can reward him when he makes even the slightest action in the right direction and can i recommend to you that maybe you spend some time exploring how to motivate yourself with more positive thoughts rather than more negative thoughts now the problem here is 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 and you'll realize this early on um that's dependent upon right action isn't it at least right intention Okay. And that's tough because many of us we have never practiced right action or right intention. So it may be difficult for us to feed ourselves from that, that, that pool of what I'm going to call faith. You see, because it takes sometimes faith to think, to believe that you can move in a direction of right action. Whereas it's much easier, it's it's by sight that we can see our deficiencies, but it is by faith that we can see our proficiencies. So um, think about that. Do you really need this? Do you need this depression? Are you creating it, a little bit of it? Do you feel obligated to certain feelings? Maybe a relationship has ended or a tragic circumstance has come in your life and has been modeled to you or even suggested to you through culture, through music, think about this through movies through TV that if you have this experience humans are supposed to react in a certain way which tends to depression say you lost a loved one and as soon as we say that you know there are, there are no end of songs um, books uh, TV shows, movies all of these things that tell us, you have to experience, um, and, and listen, part of that is true. There are um, emotions, and, and I'm not trying to deny any of that, but what I'm saying is you don't need to feel obligated to the dictates of how someone else says you have to feel or interpret or how long you have to feel or interpret. Um, and we learn that even in the stages of grief. Some stages of grief can last for um, a significantly long period of time and some of them um, you may be able to process a little bit faster and you don't need to feel obligated to feel negativity. Now, um, and, and I really do want to talk to you about the transition there because we've set forth some things, right? Um, negative feelings that I have because of happenings and negative feelings I have because of non-happenings. That's really what I've set forth in the first part of this. Okay. Something has happened to me and I need to feel negative about it or something is not happening. So I create negative feelings to try to propel me, which is self-defeating, by the way. I think we can see that pretty much right now. It's it's kind of self-defeating when we do that. Um, This is just kind of a breakdown. And just, just so you know, this is just kind of a breakdown of some of the places I've been um, in my own life. Okay. Um, so just trying to share some of this to help you out. And if you're like, man, it sounds like he's projecting this onto me. No, no, uh, (laughs) this, this is all really just like Daniel Earl stuff that, that I, that I have had to deal with and things I have to be aware of. Okay. Um, so when we talk about, you know, is this something I'm creating? Why am I creating it? Is it an outside factor? I want you to think in terms of Cons- consumer versus producer now this is perspective and there's a transition process that takes place you see when we say happiness is based on happenings that has a tendency to point to a consumer based mentality and when we're born when we're young i think it's very natural you know we're we're born dependent Upon Our fellow humans very much in that, you know, a baby can't feed itself, can't, can't take care of itself in any way whatsoever. And I think God gives us that as a gift so that we understand our need for each other. But babies have to consume. See, we, we have to have others serve us and we become the consumers. But then as adolescence comes on, we progress into producers. And sometimes I think that depression sets in at certain ages because we have to redefine our role in life. As babies, as children, as young people, I mean, it's it's pretty easy, right? I mean, you know, you, you get some candy, it's a good day, right? Consumer type stuff. But as we grow older and as we mature, Sometimes we need to learn to shift the balance into becoming a producer. And that's where I want to challenge you to invest in the feelings you want to experience. This was a huge, huge unlock for me. And I needed the perspective first off of understanding that sometimes I'm the one creating the negative feelings or sometimes I'm the one feeling obligated to experience those negative feelings because I didn't have better motivators. Now, there are some days when the day is just lost and I'm like, you know what, this day is just going to be lousy for me. And I have a choice in that moment. I'm going to come back to that. I want you to think about two different scenarios, okay? One is a Friday evening, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I've I, you know, I worked hard all week, and I think it's going to be a great idea for me to go out and party and consume vast amounts of alcohol and make poor decisions in my life and probably uh, consume <laughs> everything I've produced all week long um, in this one night of revelry. And it seems like, bam, that's it. That's it. I'm going to consume my way out of these negative feelings. Well, I think predictably, (laughs) we can all pretty much uh, say how that's going to end. You know, Um, even if you haven't experienced it, and God help you if you have, you've probably got some good reminders of why that was a bad idea. And that usually hits you somewhere around, you know, uh, Saturday morning. You know, 3 a.m. or, you know, 3 p.m. when you wake up Saturday. It's usually sometime around the 3. <laughs> Saturday, you're like, wow, that was a bad idea. And see, that's when the feelings pay off because you get the bill afterwards, right? Oh, man, the money's gone. I'm sick. I got a headache. Nothing good happened. And oh, my God. And guess what? Now, that's an extreme case, and I'm using an extreme case so that we can readily see how these feelings are fed and how, they, how they're how they affected. And I don't think that as a mature individual that you can consume your way out of depression. Think about how we try to do that. We try to do that with food, with alcohol, with narcotics, with spending, with gambling, with relationships, with and fill in the blank. Do you see how these are all attempts for us to consume our way out of unhappiness or depression? Now, instead, what I'm asking you to do is consider how to invest your way into the feelings that you want to experience. You see, many times we have feelings sitting in front of us, and we're like, okay, these are the feelings sitting in front of me. So I have to act on them. Because I mean, they're my feelings and they're right here in front of me. And and I and 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 I'm a slave to my feelings. So when a feeling comes up, boom, I have to, have to act on it. Or maybe it's an indicator. Maybe it's an indicator that um instead of consuming that feeling, you could actually invest against it. Let me give you a scenario for that. Let's take a Friday night. Um, And on a particular Friday night, you've worked hard and um, you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm going to go out and party. And then you remember, you know what? A friend of mine invited me to go out and uh, work for Habitat for Humanity on Saturday. And boy, every excuse in the world, I don't want to go do that. They're going to start early in the morning. I've already worked all week. And all the negativity against that is going to be on the front end. Now contrast that to the other Friday night I laid out where all the positivity was on the front end. Now You can kind of see where this is going. So that Saturday you're like, you know what? Friday night, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up early Saturday morning, go out and do this work for Habitat for Humanity. You meet some wonderful people. I'm talking about people who who just seem to drip in joy and happiness. And you do something productive that day. You meet all these wonderful people. And then somewhere along about Saturday afternoon, you, oh my goodness, I, I feel great. You know, I actually think I'm not that bad of a person after all. I mean, you see how you're starting to feed all of these positive feelings. Now, the question is, um, which one do you want to experience? Because the bill comes afterwards, but so does the paycheck. And right now, what we're really into is we are really into the law of sowing and reaping. I want you to think about that. And sometimes that's going to require faith. So if we've been sowing negativity into our life, it's no wonder. If we've been sowing into consumption into satisfying the deeds of the flesh. Oh, are we starting? (laughs) And now you're starting to see the scripture just, just come up everywhere in this. That those who sow to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but those who sow to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting or everlasting life, eternal life. There's lots of implications deep inside that. Now, it's hard on the front end to invest in good feelings. It almost takes faith. And it's easy to invest in a consumption-driven mentality that actually drives us against. Are we acting on our feelings? Sure. But you see, we're investing in more of those feelings. Because remember the law of sowing and reaping. You reap what you sow. And you reap more then you so so the next time that you are feeling yourself in this and this is where recognition i want to go back to the very top can you recognize when maybe not full blown depression but can, can you recognize the wolf on the horizon that wolf of depression and you're like oh man i don't want to have any negative feelings so you know i'm going to try and consume my way into happiness I'm going to create a a bunch of circumstances of things that are happening that's going to make me happy and things that I can consume. And um, I'm just telling you, I I have not had excellent success with that. And listen, neither am I telling you to walk in martyrdom all the time because um, another one of the keys is to (laughs) consume properly. What I mean by that is there's value in a sunset that God placed there for you. There's value in the compliment of a friend. There's value in just intaking good art and good music and all those things that, that nourish you and propel you and prepare you to be a productive member of society. It's all in that appropriate balance. Now, the... I know I've given you a lot there, and and it may take for me. It took a long time to recognize because I had a lifetime of using bad motives. I didn't I didn't understand how to how to motivate myself well, um, so I found it to be a habit for me to want to create negativity and depression and be down on myself and and guilt trip myself um, and others. Right? Because if you'll do it for you, you'll do it for the ones you love. (laughs) And I can't tell you how important it is for us to learn this because that what I said, even though I laughed is very, very true. If you will guilt trip yourself and use bad motives for yourself, you will also do that for the people around you. But if you learn, if you practice better motives and you practice, um, using encouragement, For yourself, then you will also do that for others, at least give them the chance to experience some of that. And then one of the big cheats. And and so, like I said, you got You got to learn recognition. You do. And for the point of identifying factors, not for fixating, not for being like, oh, I'm just depressed again. That's not it. Listen, you're missing the mark. Help yourself. Okay. Um, Deal with the factors not the fixation. And after all that, here's a big cheat for you. It's not about you. Learn to invest in others. And I talked a little bit about, so um, I want to give you another example. A friend of mine, I had a conversation. So so today wasn't 100% stellar for me, just to let you know. So this is just an example that I want to use. that's really practical from my life. And even today, I've had multiple opportunities to return to bad motives and bad thoughts and bad lifestyle practices, especially today. And then out of nowhere, a friend of mine sends me a text message and says, Hey, I really appreciated a conversation that we had last fall and a message that you sent to me a few days ago it meant so much to me and i wanted to tell you how val- valuable you are as a human being do you see how that came into my life it was something that i had invested in years ago technically months ago and several days ago and had not even and, and listen I, i'm not being critical whatsoever i had not heard from my friend he's dealing with his own stuff okay that's why why i sent the messages and then today it paid off in huge dividends and gave me the boost that I needed. This is like investing in your health or like investing in the stock market or changing financial habits or bad health practices. They, they pay off in the short term. Yes, but huge dividends in the future where you know, some people just seems like they always have money rolling in. It's not by accident. It's by practice. Some people, they seem to have joy and happiness, and you're like, how are they always so joyful and they're always so happy? I bet they never have any problems. (laughs) Oh, wrong. (laughs) I bet you they've got a ton of problems. If you looked behind the scenes, you'd probably see that many times um, the people I know who always seem to be the most joyful and the most happy, if you actually corner them, they can tell you that um, some of the most trying circumstances in life, and yet they seem to ride on a wave of joy and happiness. And I think it's just a shift of focus. It's learning a new tactic and a new technique. So, are you ready for the life hack? Unconditional praise. You've heard of unconditional love. I want to talk to you about unconditional praise. When you learn to praise God for who he is, maybe nothing good happened to you today. Maybe everything that happened today was bad. There are some days where 98% was bad, even tragic. And I'm not even going to hand out examples. I think we've all had those days where you're looking for the silver lining. You're looking for that, that one shining moment. You know what? Today was just a goose egg. Today was just lousy. Can I recommend to you that you praise God unconditionally? <laughs> because even if your day was bad, God is still good. You're like, oh, wait a minute. If nothing good happened to me, then how can God be good? (laughs) Well, I, I hope that statement right there is enough to help us recognize the fallacy. Because God is still good even when we have bad days. And even though nothing good happened to me today, God is still a great God. He's still doing a good job, and he's still planning to turn what has happened to me over for my good and for my favor if I am in tune with him. Now, I do have to add that caveat in there, because to tell you the truth, if you are on the other side, on the bad side, on the opposite side of a relationship with God, then some things are just bad and they're just going to get worse. I know we're supposed to be all positive and happy, but um, let me say this. If if you are experiencing a life that is far from God and you are experiencing heavy depression and you're saying to yourself, well, what do you have for me? Can I be honest? Not much. (laughs) Depression sometimes, negative feelings sometimes serve a purpose. And that is to help us see the beauty in God, to help us see the glory in who He is, and to help us recognize our need for Him in our lives. And if you find a moment in your life when you cannot unconditionally praise God and listen, I know I'm getting ready to make this statement and you're like, oh, that's one of them negative motivators. No, this is a factor. It's an indicator. That's an indicator that we still have a long way to go in our trust relationship with God. Praise Him unconditionally. The Lord inhabits the praises of His people. Remember when I told you about investing in the feelings that you want to experience? You can listen to that and you can say, that sounds absurd, it sounds insane, I've never done that and I'm never going to do it. Well, can I just say this, if you've never tried it, you don't know the benefits you don't know how it pays off so well hey listen did we go deep today or what (laughs) um i know some of this i mean you can't even talk about depression without feeling like a sometimes a darkness or a heaviness or a gloominess but i hope this has been helpful to you i hope that maybe someday if you find yourself in a funk or in a depression you can come back to some of this and realize there are some steps I can take some things I can do for some of you I hope that I've handed you some keys that are going to unlock and 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 help you move forward and 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 bust out of some of these things and and for some of you others you're like wow I've got everything on the checklist and and um, I mean I understand everything you said um, I'm in tune with Christ and I'm still depressed oh my goodness man go to the doctor. <laughs> You may have a chemical imbalance, and that's the other thing. It could be nature. You may need a nap. You might be hungry. You may really, truly be overworked and just need to take a vacation. So if you've listened to this whole podcast and you're like, um, you know, yeah, I know all that, tried all that, none of that works. Well, I should pick up a sponsor here. You know, this, this vacation time brought to you by X and So Travels. Well, that would be a good one for this episode, but I don't have that sponsor yet. So maybe someday, but not today. Hey, guys, listen, um, I hope you found this information helpful. Remember to be good, have fun, do it in that order, and check us out um, on our next episode of Man of Remember, we are on Facebook. We do have the web page. We are on TikTok. Um, We're just trying to put it out there everywhere and every way in which you can look for it. And also our current series, Christian Soldier. Yes, sir. Um, We've got um, my good friend is talking about his um, time of military experience. It's running um, at the same time as this podcast. So check that out. And thanks again. Lord bless.